Hi everybody, this is Phyllis Y. Whitley. If you have been spiritually victimized and traumatized, welcome to Spiritology Live, where I bring my number one Amazon bestseller book to life. Each episode will be a raw, spiritual, metaphysical, holistic space of consciousness for self-healing as you learn how to break your religious shackle so you can master and manifest your promised land within today. Let's go. Hello, 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 hello. I hope everybody is having a beautiful spring. Today is, let me just say we in May. <laughs> May 2022. So if you if you hear this later on down the uh, line, welcome, welcome, welcome. First of all, I want to give thanks to all the communities of listeners who have downloaded my podcast. Please, if you're listening, download it, download it, download it. I thank you for that and I appreciate you. Now, also, I have a host of podcast episodes. Please catch up with it because each episode leads you to the next one. I am led divinely by God. That's why I go off script. I think the only script that I have is my quotes and whatever I have marked in my book. But other than that, I just go ahead and let it out. So if you can't handle the raw, you got to get out of my kitchen. Now, last week, let me catch up. We, we actually talked about whose life play have you put your trust in or place your trust in. And I had a part one and a part two. So this time I wanted to name it part three, but I think I'm going to have a different name. I'm not going to say it. I won't know until I finish. We're going to go straight into it. This one is going to be about last week. We touched on a lot of things and we touched on, if you know anything about my book, we touched on where wolf quarters are, a living uh, places are. Religious shackles is literally a spiritual I would like to say seed because it had to be planted into you through your five senses. Okay. Once it's planted in you, it's going to grow. You have to prune it and cut out the weed. So it's just like it into a farmer who have a, a field or even someone who has a house, house plant. If you are familiar with a house plant, you understand you put the seeds and literally it has to grow. And when weeds is in there, you got to take care of it. This is what the whole concept is. It's based on my book, Spiritology. And I focus on the religious seed that was there from the beginning of time. How do you know? One of the, one of the um, most notable episode in Genesis is when the literally the religious, I say shackles was inside the snake and the snake went and told Eve something was not true. It was not true of her and the rest is history. So just to recap, so you can understand why do I talk about this? I am not bashing your pastors. I'm not against churches. I myself, I am a Christian. What I am doing is shining a light and revealing the truth on those spiritual leaders who is corrupting and traumatizing and using the members as victims so they can go ahead and pray on them. And when I say I'm not talking about pray, I'm talking about pray on them 
in a way that they're not supposed to. We know that the priests have been doing it for centuries. We know pastors are doing it, different denominations. It really doesn't matter. They are doing that. They are literally out here as wolves in sheep clothing, as God would say. And people are not really putting emphasis on this. Every time you turn around, someone is being exposed. And I have seen exposure years ago, but even like now, it is so much exposure. And I go on certain platforms and it's shocking to see some of these people who are supposed to be a spiritual leader. They are so into themselves. Why? Because they have a spiritual seed and people don't even know how can a pastor get up there and say, hey, listen, I was caught. I promise I won't do it anymore. Please forgive me. And then a month later, they get caught again or the next year they get caught again. You know, people say, why? And they get to the point where they don't like God. They don't have no faith. Let me tell you something. Don't let one pony Stop you from having a relationship and living your true destiny with God. Don't do it. Nobody out here is all of that. I mean, could you imagine if you meet God in heaven and sometimes he can come in your dream and in a dream and say, do you know I have a plan for you? But you stopped the plan and you said, oh, I had to because Bishop so-and-so touched me or the priest I caught the priest doing something with my son or something, something like that. I'm keeping it raw. I'm so sorry. My kitchen over here is hot and I have to keep it raw because so many mothers and fathers are putting so much trust in these leaders and you're supposed to trust them because you think they are the next best thing to Jesus. But let me tell you something. They are not. They are still flesh and blood and they have to constantly, constantly build their spirit. What they're not doing is building a spirit. You ask, why do they do this? Because they are still human. And as long as we are in this clothing of flesh, God said, make every man a liar. So I am not preaching because I'm perfect. I know the algorithm, and it's called spiritology, of what's really going on. So we are going to talk about something that you know in the church they call, oh, that's a sin. But we are going to talk about something about your life play, because if you have been following me, you do understand that your life is like a play, is like a movie, it's like a garden. And I come and give you formulas and ingredients to tell you how to prune, how to cut, how to prune, how to bring in and make sure your field is beautiful, make sure your play is a success and people are learning from it, coming to your play, and they are being blessed. Because remember, I'm going to keep on saying that your blessing is not for you. It is not for you. So we're going to jump in real quick after I explained that I took so long. Let's talk about the play, your life play. And what we're going to talk about is that we covered the institutions out, the food institution Last week, when we talked about gluttony, spirit, having that particular spirit that literally the church don't want to talk about. And I even I was under a holistic pastor, the area of Florida. He's great. I'm not going to put his name out there because I don't think, you know, it's a pandemic and I haven't been there physically. 
But I will say he's holistic and he's talking about everything. And we don't want to know anything but a Bible study because it's safe. You know, people go to church, hear the Bible study, and then they walk away and they feel like, honey, God is going to bless me because I, I spent one hour in the church listening to a boring Bible study. Or they're going to go and they go into a Catholic church and light the candle. And you know what? God honors me. It does not work that way. And then you wonder why you feel empty. You feel exposed sometimes. You feel like you haven't done anything. It's because you have not walked really with God. And it's these are things out here that I'm going to name. And this is just think of it like a seed. The seed that we talk about gluttony. The gluttony spirit, or I would say the seed. And spiritual, when I say spirit, is interchangeable because you have to remember you can't see it. So just think about the gluttony spirit that I talked about last week. No one in the church wants anyone to talk about what they're eating, their medication. And this holistic pastor that I had, and I say holistic because he talked about everything just like me, body, mind, and soul. And he got on the subject of the money, the money of debt. And he also got on the subject of gluttony. And, you know, how we are overeating and putting the wrong things in our body. You know what? A lot of people walked out to church and, and, and per se, not right then and there, but they didn't come back or he had people complain about it because you know what? It's like, oh, I don't want to hear nothing. I just want a, a boring story about Moses crossing over the Red Sea. No one wants to know the truth, but yet you walking around and you saying praise the Lord, hallelujah. And you setting up in the doctor's office, there's nothing wrong with going to the doctor for preventive care. It's nothing wrong if you have something that need attention of a doctor. Okay, I'm not a doctor basher. I am a holistic practitioner. And I do believe that everything comes from the ground. Everything comes from nature. This is the way God made it. The universe made it. You nut is one. No other God. But doctors, if you notice, are not taught that. They are in practice. Unfortunately, we are the ones the victim is being practiced on. But today in society, especially with the pandemic, a lot of doctors are hooking up with holistic practitioners and they are learning. They are learning that it is more to life than going into a laboratory and making a pill. Some of them are learning because I feel the pharmaceutical is having a bore. Let's make a, could you imagine, let's make a pill for anything. If you sneeze twice, let's make a pill for it. They got a pill for everything, but the pill is going in your body and your body is like, what the, what is this? So that's a little bit of gluttony spirit. And what happened was at that time when the pastor that I was under literally was speaking about this, people couldn't understand it. Let me tell you something. How many people going to look at you and say, if you 500 pounds, and I'm exaggerating, and you come out and you say, hey, I want to be your guest on Good Morning America. And you get up there and say, or it can be online. And you put your picture up there and you say, hey, I want to teach you about eating healthy. Do you know they may turn off the TV or even online? If they see the picture, you may have to put somebody else's picture on there. You know who they're going to look at? The one who is sort of what they feel that they want to look like or be like. Okay, we can take away weight because you're going to say, oh, Miss P, why are you talking about the weight? Why are you talking about the weight? 
It's just even in health. If you are walking around and you are gagging, you are coughing, you are out of breath, you can't even go up the stairs. How are you going to teach me about staying healthy, energetic? How are you going to teach me about energy? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's just like in poverty. Per somebody sitting in poverty, they people are not listening to them. They have no voice. That's what I'm trying to say. You have no voice. Now, if you in poverty and you talking about, hey, come over here. I'm going to teach you about wealth. I'm going to teach you how to handle your money. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. But listen, you can get that voice and go back to the ghetto and show people how you made it out of the ghetto. A person who is overweight, per se, can go ahead and lose those pounds, get healthy. I'm not all into, you know, which way. But if you're weighing so much, it is a scientific fact that if you're weighing so much, a lot of things is going to start affecting your organs. And that's where the doctor come and start pushing pills because he have to do something to maintain what everything's going haywire. People don't want to hear this. But I tell you what, you got to know that walking around as a Christian don't mean you perfect, but you have to practice what you preach. And it's a lot of overweight pastors. Don't go to your pastor and they only 200 or 300 pounds and say, you know, Miss P said that you overweight, you shouldn't be preaching. What I'm saying to you, they are unhealthy. If you overweight and you got a little bit of fat, let me tell you, I got a little bit of chunk, but you literally have to be healthy. If you're walking around and you have, if you are not healthy, don't tell me, oh my goodness, it's my DNA. You don't have to eat at the same table that your parents eat at. You can change your ways. This is what I'm here for. That seed will get inside you and you will forever think, I have to be this way. I have to have diabetes because my mother had it. I have to have high blood pressure because my mother had it. Once I pass a certain age, the doctor stopped saying, you can catch it. They looked at me. They look at me like I'm crazy. So illness have knocked at my door. That little seed have. So with that being said, what I want you to understand is about the debt. Let's go to the debt. First, the gluttony spirit. No one wants to talk about being healthy. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's close that part up. You have to show as a person, a neighbor, a family member, as the head of the household, practice what you preach. Don't overconsume anything. Where we get in trouble is we overconsume food. We overconsume, oh, I got to have sex with everybody that's walking. No, no, no. You know why? It's not so much that you're going to hell. God is trying to tell you it's something that you're going to weep. And I know you're going to weep because I have this in the law of the universe. So you have to be careful so you can weep. What God have given you is the promised land. No, you're not going to be perfect, but you shouldn't be walking around and you over this, you overly this. I'm overly beyond weight. I can't help myself. And I, I just want to go to bed with everybody. It's going to cause problems. So with that being said, let's talk about that. I'm going to go straight to Timothy. First Timothy 6.10 in the King James Version says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Hey, Miss P, I mean, let's not talk about money. Let's talk about, let me tell you, you can't talk about that without money. Let me, let me go back to, that's the King James Version. And the New King James Version says the same thing, but it says, for which some has strayed from the faith in their greediness. 
Let me explain something to you. The root of all evil is not money. You have to understand the Bible, go in the Bible and get in there and dig in there and find out what they're really telling you. The Bible is not meant for you to just look at it and just say, okay, that's what they mean. Because it's not that. A lot of it is metaphor. A lot of it is telling you uh, it's a secret in there you have to find out. He's not saying that you cannot have money. He's telling you that love word. He's trying to tell you that where you see greed, you are going to dig down in there and see that it's money. Where you see people trafficking, it has something to do with they trying to make money off of young people. When you see people overly gambling, when you go down to that sea, you're going to see money sitting there. It's just those things. When you see uh, people who are in debt, debt is you're going to go down there and you're going to see the form of money, which is credit cards. Okay, if you look at the other version, NIV, New International Version for First Timothy 6.10, it says, some people eager for money has wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many grief. Let me explain to you. That goes back to what he said. The love of money is the root of evil. You have to, first of all, it's good that you get different versions because you got the King James and that's going to give you the old one. As you go on and you start really getting into your word, your God manuscript, you need to learn the different versions because they become updated today's version. So what they really is saying is you are going to go ahead and dig, think of a plant. And as you dig in that plant, you are going to see the root of it is the roots are coming up and it's money. Money is no, is not bad. If you know, someone once said to me, I hate money, but you know, when, when we was back in the days, they think about this back in the days we was told, and I hate to keep bringing up slavery, but that's where the slavery mentality comes from. We was told, you know what? You know, money was evil. The churches was built upon that. People looked at raggedy. The more raggedy you look, the more you walked around and you feel like you was really, really holy and saved and you holy was your stockings having a hole in it, wearing no makeup. And what happened is a lot of God touched a lot of real pastors and came forth. They came forth and they said, hey, you're not supposed to be living like this. Now, a lot of people went rampant and people to this day can't accept a pastor having money. Let me tell you something. When you truly know God, he said you will be rewarded when you seek him. God is going to reward you anyway because he owns everything. It's just the fact that when you see them up there and they spend their time asking for money, Majority of the time, 90% asking for money and maybe 5% teaching is not right. Because most majority of spiritual leaders that was called, we were called literally to go forth and teach you how to become and walk in your promise and how, how to become the best virgin of yourself. Do you understand? That's where a lot of them say pulpit pimps. I even have that in my book because a lot of them literally are out there. And they forgot. Some of them even started off with God and then they got this money and they went crazy. No, God is going to reward you. But he didn't say, go ahead and wash your money. And that's going to be in my next episode because there's something there. So with that being said, someone said to me one time, you know what? I hate money. I hate money. And I said, well, why do you get up every morning early and work for it? They didn't even know what to say because it was so it was installed in there. It's a slavery mentality. And let me go back. It's really probably when they came out of slavery, the churches was built and say black men at that time was getting churches. 
that slavery mentality really was taught you you're nothing. You why are you even wanting money? You know, because I think if anything, we was not allowed to have books we to read. I touched about that. Of course, we was not allowed to have money, so we didn't even know how to count. Could you imagine? We probably didn't even know what money looked like, but we was allowed. I don't know exactly when to have a relationship with God because it was based on what our master said. So as time went by and free slave went out there and started getting the churches or buying stuff, because I know they wasn't buying it while they was a slave, literally they stayed on that platform of poverty until God started going, who came out and was trying to tell them, no, you're not supposed to live like that. The problem and the evil is what's underneath that. Just like gluttony spirit, you overeating, you overconsuming, you eat, 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 eat. It's a lot of hidden closet eaters. And they, when, when what's behind it, stress, things are not going right. They go run and they live off of food. They worship the food. They go and they, they look to the side and make sure nobody's you know looking at them and they just eat. I'm not making fun of those people. I used to do that. You know, even to this day, if I get too stressed, you know, I know where to find my happiness is in food. And um, um, I feel my happiness is in food, but it's something that you have to discipline yourself all the time for anything that you overly do. And one of them is is that. I know Dave Ramsey, I always, I, I speak highly of him because he went out there and he started a movement and, you know, Cash is King. And he have helped a lot of people. And I have seen, you know, heard him on YouTube. I have his videos. I went to some of his seminars or webinars, excuse me. And people, you just, is vicious. And they be saying, oh, you're not supposed to do it. You know what I'm saying? And like he said, they sitting in their mother's basement trying to tell him what to do. But yet he's helped thousands. And those thousands will be millions because they are going to teach their kids how to stay in debt. What am I getting at? What I'm trying to tell you, debt has nothing to do really with being in a promised land. Debt is no good. It's not the love of money. It's the love of being in debt. Money may be at the bottom, but you have to control that. You have to control that. You have to control that. The system is made. The financial institution is those seeds I talked about. It may not be religious seeds, but then religious seeds in the churches tell you, you don't need to have money. But how about the financial institution that are built for you, built for you to stay in debt? I mean, even when your credit is good, first of all, they tell you that you have to have a credit score. Really, they building you in the United States. They building you to a point where you have to have a credit score, but you won't, you can't get a good credit score unless you have some credit. So you have to know how to play to the system. I remember my first job uh, in a bank and we had to do research and write a little, uh, just a little essay why, while I was in training. And I uh, literally was shocked at what I was seeing. And everything was geared to debt. And I remember telling the person, the president of the bank, or whoever, whoever was teaching the class. And I was like, well, why is the United States doing it this way? And they kind of looked at me like I was crazy because the system is made for you literally to stay in debt. And when you go to the bank, you're giving them money so they can go ahead and invest it and make money. You're not going to ever arrive or have a clear picture of where your promised land is at as long as you are full of disease of debt. Now you say, okay, I got your point, but I believe what the Bible said, but no, you see, you're not listening to me, okay? 
open up your ears and listen. If money is the root of all evil, I know you must not be working. I know your kids must not be working. Why are you going out there and working? And if you are working and you hate money, then you don't have a good relationship with money. Therefore, you're walking around and you are mad. You're mad at the world. You're mad at your job. And I bet you're not a good employee. And most likely, you're not going to go out there and get your own business because in order to be an entrepreneur, yes, you're going out there to give something to the people. But guess what? You have to have money to pay your bills. And I'm going to go to this scripture, Ecclesiastes 10.19. This is the whole scripture dealing with debt. A feast is made for laughter. Wine makes life merry. And money is the answer to everything. Did you hear me? The money is the answer to everything. Oh, I don't believe that, Miss P. Okay, you have an electric bill. How are you going to pay it? Money. You need some food. You go to the supermarket. How are you going to pay for the food? Money. You have a mortgage or do you have rent? How are you going to pay for that? Money. You want a car? You want to finance it? Money. You want to drive off the lot, pay in full? Money. You go out there and you want to go to college? Guess what? Money. Do you understand where I'm coming from? You have to have money. You don't think God already knows this? You don't think he knows this? These are just little warnings that he's trying to let you know where you're placing your truth and your faith at. So you have to be careful because yes, money is the root of all evil. That's because greed comes on top of that. You have to look and see. You may have a root that says money, but look on top of that and see where that's coming from. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You're only doing something. The main thing that you're doing, you're serving money. And we are going to talk about that in my next episode. Yes, I went a little bit over, but I am so, so happy that you came into my space. Now go get your promised land. I'm teaching you how to do it. Please share on all social media platforms because I don't know who you know. Leave a manifesto review and a testimony if you can so others can reap the harvest too. Don't miss the opportunity. You know what I'm going to say to order the book. I thank you for those who have let me know that they had ordered a book. I give you dessert. If you order the book, you're going to get the dinner plate. You're going to understand why we are doing the things that we're doing, why the spiritual community are doing the things that they are doing, not to bash them and put a flashlight on them, but to turn around and say, hey, I don't want to be like you. Well, Miss P, aren't you bashing them? Are you putting a light? I'm putting a light on them because they need to stop. I'm putting a light on them so you can learn that's not the promised land. Okay, what's new? Of course, we talked about my new release. Ask Jalen, a children teen book about an autistic boy giving advice to the unique, those who have been bullied, those that don't fit in. People are still buying it. You will see upcoming things, more information about that. The other thing that is new, guess what? Blogging. Yes, Miss P is doing blogging. My blogging is going to come out and it's real. It's literally an extension of my podcast for those who really want to read. A lot of people don't want to listen. So those people that you know that don't want to listen and they say, hey, I love to read. You need to get them hooked up to my blogs. That's coming soon. What else is out there that's new? Always, always on my site. If you need some one-on-one counseling, you need some group counseling, you want me to come and be a speaker, 
on your platform, I'll be more than happy. Even if you want me to be a speaker on your podcast platform, I am here. I am ready. Also, I have books. Also, I have t-shirts that I need you to go ahead and express yourself on the things that I'm doing. This is a movement that we are all going to do together. Thank you again. And remember, if loving yourself is right, you don't want to be wrong.